Blade. Steve Jones presents Jonesy's Jukebox. Listening to Jonesy's Jukebox and KLOS. That was Elton John. Saturday's alright. Then we started off with David Bowie, Friday on my mind. And uh bada boom bada bing. We're here with uh Mr. Seymour Stein. How are you, Seymour? I'm I'm fine. Yeah? Thank you. Nice to see you. I think I interviewed you before, didn't I? I think we've met. I, no, I know what it was. We were on a panel before. Oh. That's what it was. Where was that? On the Hyatt, up, on the top of the Hyatt Hotel. Oh, up, yes. Like eight years ago? Probably, yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. So, uh, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Glad do, to be out here in L.A. Do you, do you kind of live in New York then? I do live in New York, but uh, I've been out here for a couple of months, and uh, I'll be here for a couple of months more at least. What, do, you, do you still like New York? I love New York. What do you do there? Do you go to like, uh, did you used to hang out with Lou, Lou Reed? Oh, I signed Lou Reed. After after he, he you know, he left uh, his other label, and... Um, you know, we we made a couple of albums together. Do you remember what albums? New York, New York. New York. The New York album was the one I remember most. Yeah. That was uh, in the 90s? Uh, I remember that album. Yeah, it was a good album. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. But are you one of them guys that there's like a bunch of you know, always hung out together, like the guy from uh, Rolling Stone and... What guy from Rolling Stone? The guy. Jan that, Wenner? Yeah. I, I don't hang out with him, but I work with him. Yeah. Uh, we're both very much involved with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. You know, uh, we were among the founders of, of it. His son kind of runs the... Uh, Gus runs runs it now. Doesn't he the, the, I, the digital I'm, side of it? You, of, of Rolling Stone, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he sold a large portion of yeah. it, and I don't know if his son is still there. His son is a very smart kid. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the way uh, all the music industry now? Because, you know, your era, my era, it's like old moves. No one really <laughs> operates like that anymore. It's all about what I don't even know what it's about anymore in the record business. I kind of agree with you, although there's some good music coming there's out. There's always good music. Yes, there's always good music, and music always changes. Look, I like music from the 1920s, from the 30s, from the 40s. Um, when I was a, a youngster, my sister is, you know, six years older than me, and we, we shared a bedroom, you know, we had... Uh, and... Uh, I got to listen to the radio when I was five years old. And, you know, when I was about six, I I heard Fats Domino for the first time in 1949 singing The Fat Man. And uh, I also loved pop music. I loved, the, uh, 
you, you, I don't care. If it, maybe this will damn me. But I love the Tennessee Walls by Patty Page. And um, it's a great... I loved country music. And uh, the guys that wrote it, Pee Wee King and Red Stewart, they they also wrote uh, You Belong to Me. Uh, they were a great, great songwriters. And I felt country music was going to start to play a part, you know. And, of course, Hank Williams played... A, a, I'm a huge fan of Hank Williams. And then I went backwards and discovered Jimmy Rogers, who... I also very much admire. Yeah. Well, it, uh, I mean, you know, country didn't do bad. Country, country is very hot today, but it's very different. It's not the same old country, you know. No, no. Well, it's definitely not uh, a lot of it. Nothing's the same. No. Well, and nothing will ever be the same. No. Everything changes. You can't, you can't just, you know, your era... You can't just think your era is the best era. The best era is whatever you're young in. Absolutely. You're so right. You know what I mean? Because it, first, it, because you're young uh, and because you're influenced by it, you know, um, I, I very, very much so. I think people that come into the mu and to music later might have a different experience, but I got into it very, very young. Yeah. So you, would you say you got a good ear? Well, I I don't want to boast. I think I have, a, that's all I have is a good ear. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't write songs. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I'm not a producer. I mean, uh, it's my ear that's gotten me through the business and made me successful. Now, would you say there's some songs that you didn't like that were hits? And you're like, oh, how did I let that one go by? Um, you know what I mean? I'm sure there are. Yeah. I'm, I mean, but uh, I can't recall. I mean, yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I have a good ear. I'm just not no good at business. Terrible. I'm sure you are. Terrible. Look where you are. <laughs> Look at me sitting here in this bleeding room. Well. Um, so just a quick one. You, you signed the Ramones. Yes. You signed Madonna. Yes. You signed the Smiths. Yes. In America. Yes. Was that for Sire? Oh, yes. Of All course. for Sire. All for Sire, yes. Talking Heads. Absolutely. Dead Boys. Yes. Have I missed anyone out? I'm sure I have. Oh, you have. Uh, I mean, you, you know, but... Uh, Your daughter's here. Maybe she can interject. Yeah. Wendy. Mandy. That's what I said, Mandy. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. The M was... I've it's turned okay. the M upside down. That's what it was. No worries. <laughs> the Cult, The Cure, the cult. Depeche Mode, Erasure, uh, uh, Katie Lang. The Pretenders. The Pretenders. They're good oh. Oh, they were a great signing. I love them. Chrissy was on here a few months ago. Oh, yeah? I love Chrissy. She's the best. Great she, songwriter. She is the best. Yeah. Good in bed, too. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, so, was Sire a subsidiary of Warner Brothers? No. Sire was an independent label distributed by Warners, and then, uh, you know, I was kind of coerced 
in, into, you know, a, a selling part of a company, um, and then, uh, and then all of it actually. And uh, of course, they kept me on for many, many years because uh, I was bringing in the hits. Yeah, that helps. Yes, that definitely yeah. helps. So your co co-founder, Richard Gatterer, is the other guy. Yes, that's his name. Yeah. Or was he kind of in the shadows? No, he wasn't in the shadows, but he didn't stay very long. Oh. He was only there for about six years, and um, and then he decided that he wanted to go back exclusively to producing, and um, and so he, um, he, he didn't like sitting behind a desk or you know, traveling that much. I think I, I think his wife may have had something to do with that. She was, uh, uh, you know, from a small town in southern Illinois. And, um, you know, she wanted him at home. Yeah. Yeah. So he, 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 he didn't... He left. He was out of the picture. Well, he, he wasn't he, a partner anymore. He, 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 I, I bought him out. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, smart. See? See, I wouldn't have done that because I'm an idiot. That's where you're what, smart. What would you have done? Force him to stay? Killed him. <laughs> I don't have the gut. <laughs> Should we play some music? What we got? Queen. Got, got Queen. This is a song. It's got nothing to do with you or anything, but we played a song called Friday on My Mind. We played Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Now we're going to play a song with Sunday in it. We're here with Seymour's sign and his daughter, Wendy. Mandy. That's what I said. <laughs> Take it away, son. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS. That was The Damned, New Rose. And before that was Dead Boys, Sonic Reducer, a band signed by Seymour Stein for Sire Records around 1977, maybe? 78, 77? 77. I think a little earlier, maybe. 76? 76, I think, yeah. Mm. 77, not, yeah, something like that, yeah. Not sure. And we started off with Queen, lazing on a Sunday afternoon from a night at the opera. Um, did um, did you ever, uh, obviously you signed the Ramones. Do you remember what year that was? That was about... I don't seven, want to put, put you on the spot, but... 77? No. 76? No. 78? 75. 75? 75? Because oh. I think I was born the same year that you signed them. They were signed before The Damned? The Damned? The Damned. The, before the... The uh, Dead, Boys? Dead Boys? The Dead Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Really? Yeah. Right. Yes. It was 74 late, almost Everything 75. was happening so fast, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was traveling to Europe a lot. You know, looking at talent and uh, what was going on there? Was it was the punk thing going? No, not yet. The Ramones really started the the punk thing, and uh, what I think really also helped it along to make it more than just punk was Talking Heads were very big there too in England. Yes, in England, uh, the Ramones were bigger in England than they were in America. Talking Heads. For the most part, later on, Talking Heads got bigger, but um, they were also big 
they were immediate successes, and uh, that made it easier for me, you know, to to find and 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 sign English bands like Smiths. Yes, that well, was a Smiths bit later. Came, yeah, that was quite a bit. Yeah. So, uh, what other punk bands did you sign? You didn't sign the Sex Pistols. No, I I didn't. Uh, I did you I, like the Sex Pistols? Not really. Nice. Uh, I. I <laughs> Uh, uh, but um, I, li I like the other, you know. Gen X. What? Is that who you're talking Generation about? Generation X? Gen no. Not Billy Idol? No, no. The, okay, we'll just put the, the, shouting the, out The here. best of all of them. Oh, God. Oh, the, the Beatles. The Clash. The Clash. I, fell, I was in love with The Clash, you know. But uh, I, I think a lot with the Sex Pistols had... <laughs> to do with you know there are, very, there are very few people i take such a dislike to yeah uh, and malcolm mclaren w was one of those people i get he, it he was a very difficult you know you know Sengali. no he was a prick uh, con man are you allowed to say that on radio i think you're good all right but uh, he 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 really really was. So you met him then to discuss the Sex Pistols? No, I I, I didn't really meet him. The, 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 I mean, I did meet him many times. So how would you know I, he's a prick? Because he he acted like one, and uh, I wasn't after the Sex Pistols, but the they they the the two bands did a tour together, and, and Sex Pistols and the Clash. And I was very interested in the Clash. So I called up Bernie Rhodes. Bernie Rhodes. I like Bernie Rhodes, you know. And uh, he was he was hard, but he, a manager should be hard. But he wasn't bad. And so I called him up to let him know that I was on my way. I was on, uh, you know, and uh, I was just about to get on a train to see them. I forget exactly where. And uh, and and Malcolm answered the phone up up there at the gig, and um, I, I I asked if I could speak to Bernie, it was, uh, and he wouldn't let me. To, either he wouldn't, or he he really wasn't there. I don't know that. So um, he um, I I said, would you tell Bernie that uh, I'm on my way and I'm definitely gonna be there. And uh, you know, so so he says to me, "Oh, I'll just tell him there's an old guy coming, and they should let him in." Yeah, they were the, we were the same age, pretty yeah. much. You know, he just was a very nasty person. Yeah, he 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 wanted to be in the band in a in a funny way, and he and he took a lot more credit for what he actually did. I don't mind him because I I knew him. Well, you do know I was in the Sex Pistols, right? Uh, yeah. Oh. You didn't oh, know. Oh that. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you were? Yeah, I was the guitar player. Oh yeah, but I I liked the band. <laughs> it was uh, him I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's good. <laughs> No, I, I, I just totally av avoided him, and as a result, the band. I liked the band. I liked some of their music. Now you're backtracking. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 
this is hilarious. No, it's it's him. Why, do you have fun memories of him? Uh, not when he ripped us off, no. Basically, you know, we, we got a raw deal. And uh, we, we when we... He made us... There was one lawyer. It was his lawyer. We didn't have a lawyer. What was his name? Oh, I don't know. Um... An American or an English? No, an English bloke. Stephen, uh, I don't even remember his name. But I remember him coming to America and a guy from Warner Brothers come back to where we was. I was living and where he was yes. rehearsing in Denmark Street. He, he looked like a mafioso guy. He had like a shiny suit on. Like really odd. Like I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? Anyway, we, we signed uh, with Warner's in, in the States. Uh, not a good deal. It's a lifelong deal, you know. We're stuck with them forever. Well, I think the, uh, you know, not to defend Warner Brothers, but most of them were life deals in those days. Yeah, okay. Because we didn't know what we didn't know. Don't anything. know, but most deals were. Oh, oh, I I knew Stephen him. Stephen Fisher. Fisher. You knew him? No, I I knew of him at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, we didn't even have our own lawyer. This was McLaren's guy. And we're just signing whatever, like mm. idiots that you are when you're, like, 19. Well, you're anxious, too. Yeah, you want to get out there. Yeah. You know, but um, that, see, that's where he wasn't good, McLaren. He cut, McLaren helped me prior to the bank because he used to have the shop down the King's Road. Yes. That all the scallywags could hang out in. And I used to and hang And he had out. that woman there. Vivian the Westwood. School. I liked her. She wasn't bad. Yeah. You, 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 did you mind her? Uh, no, I liked Viv. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she was, was very great. nice. Yeah. So that was that. And uh, I used to drive him around because he couldn't drive. I used to drive him around to all the tailors that he'd buy material from. But in return, he would take me to like the speakeasy. A, a, a well the like, speak. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, yeah. I the didn't, speak, what was the other good one? Near, not far away from the speakeasy. Uh, t t Scott's, uh, the Scott, no. Yeah, I think, oh, what was his bloody oh, name? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Tony Scott, I, I don't know. No, that was, that was a great. That was the late, that was the joint that you could go in at, it was open till like two in the yes, morning, which yes. was late for, for London. I know. All the bands used to go there anyway. He used to take me with him down there. And he showed me a world I didn't know about because mm. I was kind of like a, uh, like a just a guy from a council estate, you know, like a skinhead troublemaker. Mm. So I was interested in that, you know, avant-garde people and all that. I loved all that. So he kind of opened the door for that for me. That's good. So I, 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 in, internally grateful for that. But on the other hand, he can't be trusted. Well. Uh, I didn't know him that well. Yeah. But um, I, I just, you know, I, I, I thought he was um, very harsh. A lot of people did like him. Yes. Because he was very egotistical. Oh yes. You know, he wanted to be a star, and after the Pistols, he kind of did. Did he? He did his own little thing with Buffalo Girls and all that. You know where he was singing because that's really what he. That's why he always butted heads with the singer. They were both very similar, oh. you know, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. But um, I'm going to play a song right now. It's a mashup of God Save the Queen, a sex song, with Madonna's Ray of Light. Oh. Tell me what you think of this. We're here with Seymour Stein, 
and his his daughter Wendy, <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, and you're listening. You're listening to Jonesy's jukebox on KLOS. That was television, Marquee Moon, and then we had Talking Heads, Psycho Killer, that was on uh, Mr. Seymour Stein's label, Sire Records, and Go Home Production, which was a, a mashup by some guy in his bedroom, which was a mixture between uh, Madonna, Ray of Light, and uh, two Sex Pistols songs. Very good version, though. I do enjoy that. And uh, <clears throat> we are here with uh, Seymour Stein and, and his daughter. What's your name? Mandy. <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> and uh, I've known you forever, Mandy. I know. I've been very lucky to know you. Yeah. You're, you're a good person. See what I do for you? <laughs> um, so we've got your book here. And this came out about a year ago. Yes. And you're married and all the rest of it. But didn't you, is it, is it, is it common knowledge? Yeah, that he's gay. That you're gay, right? Yeah, well, bisexual. Bisexual? When was the last time you were with a woman? Yeah. I think you're pretty gay. When was the last time I was with a man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 76 years old. Leave me alone. That, that's not that old, though, 76. Well, 77. 77, actually, yes. Yeah. Yes. When did you know you were bisexual? Uh, a very young, well, I was looking at your picture when you were a kid. You look a little bit gay there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think with a little curly hair and stuff? I can't help being born with curly hair. Look at that. Did you think, did you think that was a bisexual in the making? That picture? <laughs> I don't know. Um... So when did you have feelings for, for fellas? Because you got married. You got, you've got... Yeah. You got... Mandy here. Wasn't it Ricky Nelson's fault? Well, he was a good-looking dude, Ricky Nelson. Oh yeah, I I, I think I was very attracted to uh, you know certain people I saw on television, and first and foremost, I would I would say Ricky Nelson. His eyes, uh, everything about him. Did you ever meet him? Yes, I did. He came up to Billboard a couple of times while I was working there, and um, did you get all nervous when he walked in the room? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I excited in a way, but I, I, I certainly kept it down. You know. Yeah. 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 He's. Um, I was very depressed when he died. I re I remember where I was. Um, I was in Florida. Uh, because I had just had an operation on my heart, and uh, I um, I went there to recuperate to, to Florida. Stayed with a, a dear friend of mine, and um, and uh, you know I I was shocked. You know, it was it was one of Jerry Lee Lewis's planes. He he must have killed more people with his. Planes. That's why he was called the killer. Yeah, well, probably. But, uh, you know. You worked with him. I worked with Jerry Lee, yes. Andy Paley produced a very good record with uh, with Jerry Lee. A country which, one? It was sort of country, yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. He's a good artist. He still is. He's. I mean, can you believe it? 
of of the surviving members yeah. of the first ten inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fifties guys. Well, there's only two of them alive, of the, of the first ten. Little Richard. Little Richard. And Jerry, Jerry Lee. Lee, yeah. I mean, and uh, I spoke to Little Richard a little while ago. He's, uh, you know, and uh, he, he's living in Memphis. So um, does he still perform? I don't. I don't know. My sister met him. She was in. She was there in the host in the hotel where he lives. He always lived in a hotel. Yeah. He used to live on the one on Hollywood Boulevard, and um, the minister now, isn't he? The minister? Any a minister now? I don't know. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. But go uh, on, tell us the story. So, uh, you know, Anne saw him in the hotel. Anne saw him in the hotel, and she said, "She said, D I think you may know my brother, uh, Seymour Stein." She says, "No, Seymour Stein." <laughs> he says, "He's the reason I got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame," which is absolute rubbish, because. I mean, he he he's, you know, but that's what he's. I think he was giving. So my sister called me up, and put him on the phone with me, and I had a nice chat with him. You yeah. know, I know I I, look, I I love look those guys influenced me Jerry Lee and 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 and, and many many of the Chuck, others Chuck Berry. Oh, Chuck was the greatest of all of them. Yeah, I mean Chuck. Chuck could do anything, and what a great writer, what a great performer. Uh, there Eddie, was nobody like Chuck yeah, Berry. Eddie Cochran, he was one of my favorites. And of course Elvis Presley. Of course. You know, that goes without saying. Yeah. We're going to visit the Duke. We're here with Seymour Stein and his daughter, Mandy. And, uh, oh, my soul! You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS. That was The Pretenders. Mystery Achievement from their debut album, The Pretenders, released in 1980, produced by Chris Thomas for Sire Records. Chris Thomas also produced Nevermind the Bollocks. Did you know that? What? Seymour? Pardon? The producer. Yeah, Chris Thomas was a good producer. He produced the Sex Pistols album yes, too. Yes, I, I remember. Yes. And, and The Pretenders. Yes. What did you think of the Pretenders? You signed them. Oh, it was amazing. They weren't called the Pretenders when I saw them. They were called the Chrissy Hine Band. Really? Yes. I mean, they hadn't they hadn't a deal or anything, and it was one of their very first performances, and um, it was at at a, at a club called the Moonlight Club, which was just in in, in, in Camden. Yes, right around the corner. It's a pub, basically. Right, yes, right around the corner from the Decca Studios. So I was, you know, I drove up, and I remembered the club when it was called uh, uh, Klux Clique. And I used to see John Mayle play there. And, because uh, my partner in Blue Horizon, which is another label that I had, Mike Vernon, was a Decca producer, and he... he constantly worked at that studio and uh, and a lot of his bands like uh, you, 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 you know uh, played there um, 
including the the original Fleetwood Mac, Peter Green's yeah. Fleetwood Mac, which uh, was originally on Blue Horizon, which was our label. So um, I got a good feeling when I saw that this club was the old club that I hadn't been to yeah. in quite a few years. And then when I walked in, <clears throat> I, I fell in love with her instantly. Uh, and... Uh, then, you know, she went on stage. She was fantastic. And, uh, you know, and she came off. And the first thing she said, look, this is a band. She wasn't talking to me. Yeah. She said, and she said, this is a band. She said, we cannot call it a Chrissy Hind band. She said, and 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 that's how the band got, got the Pretenders. name, the Pretenders. She said to me, "What do you think of the name?" I said, "The Great Pretender" by the Platters is one of my favorite songs. I love, you know, I love it. I said it's great, and w we agreed to do a deal. We didn't talk terms or anything. Right then and there, she was being looked after by a guy called Dave Hill. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you remember Dave. Dave Hill? Absolutely. Yes. So uh, I like Dave Hill yeah, a lot. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, but, uh, ah, it was love at first sight. I, I, I'm still in touch with her, not as much as I used, I used to, but she's, she's the greatest. She has a great distinctive voice. Oh, yes. And writes Great songwriter, too. Yes, quite good. Got the whole package. Yes. And I had sex with her. Did I mention that before? What? That I had sex with her. <laughs> I did. See yes. You? Yes. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, what? Who have, we, who have we left out? What bands have we left out? The Cult. You signed the Cult. I signed the Cult. Yeah. Did you see them before you signed them? Uh, yes. And what did you think? You obviously liked them. Obviously. Did you sign bands you didn't like just because you thought they might be famous, but you didn't? Never. Never. Not uh, bands that I didn't like. Why would I? Okay, let me put it another way. Did you ever sign bands that didn't make it? Every, every, I... every label does. Oh, please. Of course. You know. Yes, because I mean that's what you put take into account with a label, right? You, I, I you sign ten bands, two might be have hit. Uh, I make think it. I think I had a better batting average than yeah. that. I had a better at batting average than most. I, <clears throat> I think only because I got in there very early, and um, you know, uh, I think that that if I didn't, there were seven majors. At that time, if I didn't get in early, I'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. So you was on the ball. Would you say you were more on the ball than these big, big labels? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't personally say that. But the thing is, um, I could make a decision on the spot. Yeah. If an A and R man saw them, Red he'd have to go to the head of A and R. Who'd have to go to the head of the company, yeah. you know, and all. And uh, by that time, I could have them signed, you yeah. know. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. That's that's all it was. Yeah. And do you have anything to do with Sire these days? 
No, no. I left Sire almost a year ago. Yeah. And what do you do now? Just hang out in coffee shops? <laughs> no, I'm I'm in talks with people. Uh, <coughs> some in America, some in England, from other parts of the world. Uh, about I haven't made a decision, but I I I'm really anxious to get back. Uh, you know, I've worked all my life. I started at Billboard when I was 15 years old and still still in high school, and uh, I've never stopped until a year ago, and uh, it's driving me crazy. You, you, you want to you keep being busy. Oh, I love it. I love the music business. Yeah. Yes. Well, listen, thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure having you here and the stories. And your daughter, Mandy. I got it right. Thank you. And uh, I, I, you're going uh, to the Ramones Sunday, right? Yes. There's, there's no place we would be besides at the cemetery at Hollywood Forever. Johnny Ramone tribute. Yes. At Hollywood Forever. I was, I was probably closer with the Ramones. And I, I definitely was closer with the Ramones than any other band because Linda was their manager. My mother. Yeah. Uh, li my my yeah, wife. Not Linda Ramon. Not Linda Ramon. Linda no, Stein, no. my yes, mom. Linda Stein. And, <clears throat> and um, you know, so, uh, I, and I was particularly closest with Johnny because he uh, took care of the business. In addition to being a, a, a really good musician, but um, you know, I I can't believe that none of them are left. It's so so sad. Yeah. I mean, I, they were all good people, you know, and um, you know, but um, I mean, Didi was a little nuts, but 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 I mean, I I, I was close with all of them. Did did Didi come on to you or something? What? Did he ever do have a thing with you, Didi? <laughs> oh, I never had a thing with Didi. No, Didi hit on you. What? Didi hit on me. Yeah, and then you pretended to. Oh, well, I know. Didi hit on me. I think he he, he did it. You know, uh, not because he found me attractive or anything. He needed some money. I th maybe that, or, or maybe he just wanted to get closer to me. You know, <laughs> in a in a relate, I know, in business related. Yeah. So, uh, and at that time, I had a code where you could dial a number, yeah. and the phone would your phone would ring. <laughs> and uh, Linda was in a taxi heading for your uh, wife. For yeah, my wife yeah. Linda was heading for the airport. Yeah, uh, you know, and Dee Dee was already getting undressed, and I, and I, I wanted no part of it. So um, <laughs> so I had the phone ring, yeah. and then I pretend, oh, I said, I gotta oh, go. I'll, I'll, no, I, no, I said, oh, I'll look out the window. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, wait, I'll, uh, anyway, I'll see you in a few minutes, and loud, so, yeah. you know, and then I ran back in the room. I said, that was Linda. I said, there, there's a, 
terrible storm at the at the airport. She's on her way back here. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah. So he got, you know, he ran out of the house. Thank God. He was a good-looking dude, though, when he was young. He, what, was it your cup of tea? I wouldn't say it was my, not my cup of tea. I mean, he's an artist. I, mean, I got to have, you know, you got to have a little separation there. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. Anyway. I, look, <laughs> I didn't have the... If, if you think I had the greatest sexual life, uh, I mean, believe me, you know, absolutely, you know... I was totally dedicated to Sire Records, yeah. to building up a great roster, which I did. That was always first N number and foremost one. in my in my mind, you know. Um, you know. So, um, but um, yes. Are you going to be there Sunday? Absolutely. Fantastic. I'll Ab see you again. Oh, good. You'll be there. Great. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Good. Good. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. That was great. Seymour Stein. Uh, <coughs> we're going to play the Cult Love Removal Machine, which is a, a band that you signed. And uh, I'll see you later. And uh, take it away. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS. That was The Clash, Clampdown, from their third album, London Calling, released in 1979. Beautiful. Okay, I've got some news for you. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. What do you want to hear first? The good news or the bad news? What was it, the good news? The good news is I'm only going to be doing once a week, Friday, from noon to two. The bad news is I'm only going to be doing it from noon to two, Friday. That's starting next Friday. I've got Erville Peck on the box next Friday, but I just decided I just want a break, and uh, I'm getting burnt out doing it five days a week, and uh, we'll see how it goes, that's as about as simple as I can uh, say it without, you know, getting all stupid, um, it, you know, I, I, I definitely need a breather, and uh, I don't know what's going to be, uh, what's going to happen, uh, I am really looking forward to those just doing it once a week so i put the word out there we're trying fun fill it for two hours on a friday noon to two and that's about it i'm going to say, say it again at the end of the uh the show so let's play the ramones 55 and toy thank you <clears throat> you've been listening to jonesy's jukebox on calloway the time right now is 1.53, it's Friday, beautiful, that was Bruce Springsteen, Dream Baby Dream, then we had the New York Dolls, Lonely Planet Boy, from their first album, released in 1973, Mink DeVille, Venus on Avenue D, Lou Reed, Charlie's Girl, from the album Coney Island Baby, that came out in 75, and uh, the Ramones, Toidy, toid and toid. Beautiful. As I said before, I'm out of here. I won't be back till next Friday with Orville Peck, maybe someone else, for two hours. That's the new, new deal. I'm only going to be doing Fridays. And give me, give me a lot more time to uh, 
catch up with me uh, PlayStation and uh, exercise and get in shape and uh, whatever else I get up to. Maybe do a solo album. Maybe uh, maybe uh, a, a cover album. I get so many people when I do my bathroom things on Instagram say, yeah, you need to do a cover album. So now I'll have the time to do that. I think I record it in the bathroom, cheap and cheerful too. But it, it won't be a minute. There'll be like normal lamp songs. Although I do like the minute, it's a lot easier. And you don't have to go anywhere. Okay, everybody. I will uh, talk to you later. Thanks for being fans. And I'll see you later. Bye.